Just in case our name Clit Talk wasn't a disclaimer enough, we wanted to let you know that this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So if you have any little ones in the room, now is the time to maybe put some earmuffs on or escort them out. Today on Clit Talk, we explore the exotic realm of tantric sex, what it is, where it came from, and how we do it with expert Kamali Minter. Pussy, pussy, it's gonna be a good one today, yes. I'm talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk, talking about a clit talk, clit talk, clit talk. Come on, girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow, bring your pussies to the show. Welcome to Clit Talk. The Pleasure Positive Podcast, where badass women discuss everything from orgasms to gender harmony to the health benefits of masturbation, the sex that you wish you got, and then some. So Tantra is often thought of in American culture as an exotic and mysterious sexual practice from a foreign land or something hippies do you know, out in LA. So we, on the other hand, are in, are intrigued by this taboo topic, and we've heard it can improve your sex life, extend your orgasms, and even elongate your lifespan. Very special guest with us and a personal friend of mine with over 20 years experience. She is a tantric expert and a life and intimacy coach. She's coached hundreds of people, helping them to reclaim the sacredness in their sexuality and their connection to themselves. She's a Brooklyn girl with a global heart, (laughs) recently married, and she personally led me through one of the most powerfully connected moments Matt and I have ever had. Please welcome to the studio, Kamali Minter. And so I want to elaborate a little bit about that experience before we get into everything. So I was talking to Kamali a little bit before we um, started recording and I was like, what was the name of that thing? Is there like a proper name for it? And she was like, she knew exactly what I was talking about too. She goes, yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a breast massage, (laughs) but, and and it is, it, it was, it's, it's part of a, so Matt and I, we were doing a series of personal coaching with Kamali and um, one of the sessions that really was like a transcendent experience for me was this sensual massage that she was teaching Matt to give me. And it started with all the different areas of the body, really a light touch. And we got to the breasts and it was, it's a specific technique for this breast massage. And I literally transcended the moment. It was one of the most connected times I've ever felt to Matt. It was amazing and Ugh. and it literally changed the way i like felt about matt in that moment and um it was really incredible and so we were doing these these personal sessions and the really extraordinary thing about kamali is matt actually ended up sort of freaking out before we finished our sessions and i was so embarrassed and i had to kamali was actually at our house ready to lead a session and matt was uh, he, he he's like no i can't do it I, I, I he's like we'll pay her send her home and i called her and i was so embarrassed and she was so amazing with me she said you know what this happens. It's it's really actually normal. You've, I say you've hit gold when you hit a roadblock. Ah. And she was so amazing. And um, and and uh, what I want to share with her today is that it's actually like since then Matt and I have come 
you know, through our ups and our downs. And Matt is actually now saying, let's, let's throw a tantric workshop. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I want to so come to that. I want to come to that. I want to come to that. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, so, please. <laughs> um, yeah. So just so you know, I, that's, I just wanted to share that story because it made such a huge difference for Matt and I, and I'm just really excited to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for the follow up. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love to hear what happens and to see couples move through those different pockets yeah yeah totally i want to know what it feels like to have a breast massage now like now thank you please i would yeah, really you really. can double on me again <laughs> <laughs> yes. um and it was it was actually she was sh- teaching matt how to do it so she was on one breast and matt was on another and it was like wow! Oh my god! It was it was crazy. Wait, so can I ask? Is this something that we could do for ourselves, or do you have to have a partner to do one boob? And, and like, can I go home tonight and do this? You Seriously. absolutely could. It's actually one of the things that I love about tantra in general, which we'll get into. But it's it's a lot of people think you have to have a partner to practice it, but actually, most of the practices can be done solo. Awesome! And so this is one of those. Yeah, fantastic! All right, great! Yeah. <laughs> so, Kamali, where does Tantra come from and what exactly is it? Let's just start there. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it brief because Tantra is this wide universe. Um, <clears throat> and I'll, I'll give the disclaimer that I'm not a Tantric scholar, um, but I'm going to give you an overview, like say like Tantra 101 Cliff Notes. And so the, the first thing I, I offer to people is that it's a path of meditation, so a lot of times, the first thing we hear about Tantra is that it's all related to sex. And one of my first teachers would say, you know, it's all about sex and it's nothing about sex. Because sex is just um, a gateway or an entryway to access, uh, you could say, heightened states of consciousness, um, of existence. So the ancient Tantrics, what they actually uh, sussed out, basically, was that our bodies, these human bodies that we have to be in to be here on the, on the planet— are these amazing portals to higher states of consciousness. And a lot of spiritual paths are about sort of transcending the body or negating the body. But Tantra said, well, what if we embrace the body and we use these very human experiences, everything from desire to emotions to the craziness of our minds, if we dove into these aspects of our humanity and found ways for these things to take us back to the source? Where, where will we get to? <laughs> so that was sort of the basis of um, the overview of where tantric meditation came from. And then in the 60s, um, along comes Osho, which is how a lot of people in the West know about tantra because this crazy man named Osho comes and puts together almost a whole new curriculum that's become what we call neo-tantra or modern tantra. And it's what we widely practice and know here in the West today. Um, Prior to that, Tantra was these classical Tantric practices, which all still exist. Um, and those are based more in goddess uh, worship, in mantra, yantra, ritual, those kinds of things. Modern Tantra looked at what was happening here in our modern world and all that was going on with our psychology. And this was like, we need some help. So before we can even talk about <laughs> talking to God or hitting, you know, like reaching for these awakened states of consciousness, we need to process what we're not dealing with as humans, mm-hmm. psychology, you know, like it, with our psychology. So he brought in a lot of pieces from actually modern psychology, as well as a lot of somatic practices um, to work with traumas that we store in our bodies, you know, things that happen to us throughout our lives 
that we don't get to process, and then put a, a really big focus on our sexuality. Because sex was one of these areas or aspects of the personal development movement throughout the 60s that was not being talked about. Like even with all the like free love and free sex that was happening with the hippies, when we were talking personal development, it was still widely being sort of not looked at. So Osho developed a whole system for how to, how part of our liberation and our waking up as humans had to do with addressing our sexuality and the things that have been repressed, the things that have been sort of distorted and not accessed inside of us. And so this is how you get a lot of the practices we have today in modern Tantra, which if you were to see it as an outsider would probably look a little bit like yoga um, meets like, I don't know, an erotic film or something. That's <laughs> awesome. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> I thought I liked hot yoga, but this is probably... Yeah, it's like, so So people who are familiar with yoga, I often tell them, if you're familiar with yoga, then a lot of these practices, they involve movement, they involve breath, they involve sound, but they also involve things like um, sensual touch with working with our eye gazing, our eye contact, with working with connecting with the heart and connecting the heart to the sex and the sexuality. So we get into realms of how energy moves in the body, realms of how orgasm, which is a type of energy, works in the body, realms of how our consciousness and our mind work. All these different pieces are part of the, the world of tantric sex. Wow. Yeah. So fascinating. Very does it deal with different types of orgasms? Like if you, like, I have a different kind of orgasm. Usually like I don't have multi-orgasm orgasms. I might like, take a really long time. I assume it helps manage that. Well, the mm. funny thing is I love, like, we could do an entire episode just about orgasm. <laughs> we really could because orgasm in itself is such a wide universe. And I do, when I teach um, my women's program, I spend a whole week working on orgasm, talking about orgasm. Because, yeah, one of the things that draws people to Tantra is these multi-orgasmic states, right? Or um, full body orgasm is another, like, buzzword. And the way that we access multiple, multiple orgasms, just to break it down, is really just the ability to orgasm in many different ways. So this is like not just a clitoral orgasm or just a G-spot orgasm, but maybe orgasming from, you know, the touch of skin, like someone touching your skin or from kissing or um, from breast play. So being able to orgasm in all these different kinds of ways of contacting and interacting with the body is what a multi-orgasmic experience is like. And full body orgasm is that process or that experience of feeling that orgasm that we know as climax or in the genitals, feeling that sort of spread out through the whole body, which it's a completely different experience than your typical clitoral climax that a lot of women are familiar with. Did I just hear you say that you can orgasm from kissing? Oh, yeah. Oh, my. I thought kissing was good on its own. <laughs> this is good news. Yes. She said you can orgasm by touching any place in of your body. And I thought that our nipples were something special. Yes, I want to yeah. have an orgasm by touching my nose. <laughs> Here's one for you. I'm so happy you said that. If, if you think, like, remember when you sneeze? Have you ever had an intense sneeze? Yeah. yeah. You know the tingles or the chills you get after that? That's the beginning of an orgasmic experience. Uh-huh. That makes so much sense. Never That's why we same. love sneezing. <laughs> I am never going to sneeze the same. <laughs> you go like, sneeze, squirt. Yeah. <laughs> He's a <laughs> Uh, I, it's one of the things that I, I want to touch on to Kamali is you said 
you know, opening up the heart to connecting the heart to the sex. And one of the things that I remember we really focused on, and I think a lot of people can relate to this, is we spent a lot of time doing what you call just setting in, you know, letting go of the day, meditating, looking into each other's eyes, you know, putting your hand on each other's hearts. And what I realized through that experience is how often I have sex not present, not being actually present. And really the difference it makes taking the time to actually breathe, let go of the day, connect to your partner before you even start kissing, it is a whole different world of sex. Yes. Yeah, you're touching on something that's so important. You said like the key things, which is presence. And this piece of dropping in or letting go of the day I could simplify that to relaxation. So these are like the core fundamental pieces that we're constantly working in tantric work is how to get present, which we all know the like, be here now. And, you know, in the moment, we know these catchphrases. And yet the act of how to get there and how to actually do that, particularly if you're living a busy, stressful, modern life. Um, it's a lot harder than than just knowing that that's what we need to be doing, you know? So we actually need practices. We need real tangible ways that help us access that state of presence. And one of the quickest, it's a little tantric secret, but this is why we work with sensation so much. One of the quickest ways to get present is by accessing any of your five senses. Dropping into any of your five senses, whatever you're tasting in a moment, whatever you are smelling in a moment, touching yourself in a way that you can really get present to. It's why we work with the breath in a way that you really pay attention to the sensation of the breath in your body because it's that physical contact. So diving into sensation and any of, you know, sensation is really just tied to the senses. It's the information we're receiving from our five senses. If you're diving into any of those avenues, it's pulling you into the now moment just automatically. So it's one of the, the quickest little secrets. And When we talk about sensuality, I tell women, like, we have these ideas, these images in our head about what sensuality looks like and hot baths and candles and moving a certain way and, you know, a particular type of clothing. But really the core of sensuality is your senses. And and it's because by being with your senses in those ways, you start to drop into the present moment. Your body starts to soften. It starts to relax. You start to tune into sensation. So things get louder. They wake up. So that when you start to interact with another person or any stimulus, really, it's heightened, you know, and and this um, quest to reach some kind of arousal or Mm -hmm. stimulation is so much easier when we're in a relaxed, awake, um, sensitive state. So this is the foundation that we have to practice and learn how to be able to drop into those places. So that makes so much sense to me because previously I used to be a director for a children's nonprofit organization program. And whenever I would talk to kids one-on-one and I would want to get their attention, I always either put my hand on their shoulder or like some something to, to really present them. Yeah, it's not just like a sensual practice. It's just a practice you can use any time of the day to get present, which is something that I know I struggle with a lot. Um, so I'm curious, what, what practices do you like to do at home yourself? What are your favorites? That's a good question. I'm, I'm a fan of quick and easy. <laughs> ah, I like that. I 
that a girl. That's my way. That's the best answer you could have ever given Katie. <laughs> like, as, as much as, like, I love extended lovemaking sessions, like, long and rich, when it comes to practice, I like quickening. You are speaking my language, lady. <laughs> um... Mostly because I know I'll do it if it's quick and it's easy. So I do have a handful of things I do on an ongoing basis that I can work in anywhere. Some of those, like the most basic one, I tell people it's not sexy, but it's so works. It just works is working with the breath. And if you notice throughout your day, like one of the, the first things that tells you you're in a stress state is that you're shallow breathing. So your breath is like stuck up in your lungs because a lot of the time we're moving so quickly, we're actually a little bit in a fight or flight response to life. So one of the things to drop us back into um, a more relaxed nervous system is to actually deepen the breath. And so I will literally put a hand on my belly. If I notice like I'm in a little bit of a, (laughs) or like my mind is spinning a lot, I'll put a hand on my belly and I will just begin to what I call is a cooling breath. So you sip the breath in through your lips like you're sipping through a straw all the way down to the hand till you feel that hand expanding out like a balloon and then you exhale with a So an open mouth exhale. <laughs> open mouth exhale. Okay. So close, sipping the breath, which is like pursing the lips together on the inhale, sipping it down to the hand, exhaling with an open mouth like you're fogging up a window. And I like to use the sound because the sound also starts to loosen up the throat. And there's so, especially with women, like our throats get locked down so easily because we're in nice mode a lot. So there's a lot that doesn't get said up here, which amplifies our stress. So when we start bringing in the voice, ah, which is also in lovemaking, you know, like when we start making sounds in lovemaking, we actually invite in more energy to the experience. What are some of the wildest results you've seen from <laughs> the, the work that you do with women and, and yeah. these programs? Yeah. I mean, what my favorite thing is to watch women, and I feel like modern women tend to consider themselves pretty sexually progressive. Like we, we read, we experiment, we try things, you know, and yet there's still all of this, um, this overlay of all this programming we're dealing with a lot of body shame, a lot of like hidden, like we don't really want to look at our vaginas. You know what I mean? Like we sometimes like we prefer our partners to touch our bodies, but we don't really want to touch them ourselves or we're comparing or we're comparing our sexuality to other women. Like, well, she can have like these amazing orgasms and I can barely like, you know, catch up. I can't figure out how it happens for me. It just kind of either happens or doesn't. So there's, um, there's all these ways that I, I call it the ideal woman that operates in our head. We, have, we also have an ideal sex life <laughs> and who we oh, think God. we're supposed to be sexually. <laughs> and so I like watching women actually start to crack that shell of who they think they're supposed to be sexually and begin to discover their authentic sexuality and what their bodies are actually capable of. Because my, my orientation is that these are temples, these bodies, you know? And particularly for women, like we're, we're what's so special about the female body and the way that the anatomy and the biology of it works is we have a nervous system that is built for pleasure. Mm-hmm. But we are not, ac- we're accessing like a hair of it on an ongoing basis. And when we start to learn how to be the source of that, like it's not dependent on a partner, it's not dependent on all these other circumstances, but we know how to take that into our own hands and become the source of creating our own pleasure and arousal, there's a whole other kind of power and sovereignty 
and confidence that emerges from a woman that I'm just like, yeah, it's like watching her be reborn, you know? <laughs> I'm so curious. You, you've talked about um, tapping into our senses and also using our breath to tap in as, as tantric practices that we can do at home as single people. Are these, for our male listeners out there, are these same practices completely relevant to them? Or is there any difference between how women or men would practice, have a solo practice at home? Yeah, absolutely. Some of them, it's a good question. Some of the practices are the same. Some of the basics, like how to work with our breath, how to work with our monkey minds, um, some of those things are all the same. How to work with vulnerability. Vulnerability is actually a really big one. That one and boundaries um, are really big parts of the tantric work as well uh, because they're important for being able to drop into intimate spaces safely. Um, but aside from that, then there's like, there's kind of a little bit of a divide that happens because we are built differently. Like male bodies and female bodies work a little differently. And, and there are some differences in the way sexuality can unfold as well. And so for women... Uh, one of, we were talking earlier about the breast massage. You talked about that. It's actually a powerful solo or partner practice, the breast massage for women, partially because every woman's breasts are different. Some women have desensitized breasts. They don't feel much up here. Other women have incredibly sensitive breasts and are just like can be turned on so easily this way. But the breast is actually, it's connected to the heart and to the, the energy center that we call the heart chakra or anahata chakra. And so when we are working with the breast, what we're actually inviting is an awakening of that heart energy. And, you know, one of the things about women, you know, I don't like to, to, to say that it applies across the gender because women are, you know, just as different across the board. There's a whole spectrum. But I find that in general, women are heart oriented in the sense that we need to have our hearts touched in order for the sex to turn on, you know, like we want to have connection. And it's not to say that men don't, um, but they they do have a different kind of access <laughs> there. And so for women, when we turn the heart on, we're really turning all of it on. We're opening up that portal. And there is literally an energetic connection between the heart and the genitals. Mm -hmm. So when we start to arouse the breast and we do the breast massage, there's all these benefits, both on a hormonal level, it affects health in, in some amazing ways. <laughs> it affects lift and perkiness of the breasts in, oh, in yeah. some ways that are great. <laughs> we like perky titties in here. <laughs> yeah. But it also starts to melt like some of the layers, like some of the protection we have built up here, you know, which is very necessary for navigating the world, especially the state of the world today. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. it's interesting that you say, you know, some women have more or less sensitive breasts. I definitely considered myself someone that did not have very sensitive breasts. And that experience was still hearing that it's connected to the heart. That makes a lot of sense. With men, what's very important with men, there's two things I like to work with men around. One of them is how they see women, <laughs> you know, especially if you're, if you're in um, hetero relationships the way that you approach woman and that you see woman going from object and goal orientation to reverence and devotion completely changes how you're going to engage sexually. So there's a whole thing that I do with men where we work with that. Another big thing for men is about how they work with their arousal. So believe it or not, men have their own version of like body shame and stuff about how they're supposed to perform in the bedroom and what they're responsible for. You know, there's all this weight on them to be the aggressor and to be the ones that are leading the charge and know what they're doing and know how to pleasure you and know how to make you come and like all these different things. And also to hold their ejaculation back mm -hmm. to, so that you have time, you know, 
And so for men, there's a lot of stuff around their arousal and their fantasy sometimes and um, shame around things they might want or sort of building up to an arousal point too quickly and, and that not being, you know, acceptable. So we work a lot on getting rid of some of the taboos and some of the shame they might have around pieces of their sexuality, as well as how to sort of take that arousal or that heightened charge that can turn on so quickly in a male body and to circulate that through their body so that it's a natural way that they're sort of giving you more time to meet them where they are. Um, And a lot of that connects right back into the reverence and devotion for your partner and how you're engaging with them and how you're sharing that arousal, that turn on that's happening in your own body with them in a way that they can also have time to warm up. So Kamal, you had mentioned earlier that some women have tremendous uh, nipple sensitivity, breast sensitivity, and others don't. And for me personally, I knew I was pretty sensitive prior to having kids, but once I actually started breastfeeding, you know, it became non-sexual in some ways, and I really was able to connect and hone into the power of my breasts. So afterwards, I have to say my breasts are even more sensitive, and I'm wondering some of these practices, can you increase some of the sensitivity for those that aren't having any right now? Is there something they, through this massage and best, what is it, breast play? Yeah, you could call it breast play okay. or breast massage. That was breast massage. Yeah. Is there something they could do? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you spoke to that um, because I, I do work with women who have, you know, had children and breastfed. And, and it's common for a lot of women after breastfeeding to actually have decreased sensitivity um, because of that, because they have to toughen up a little bit, you know, to be feeding all the time. And this this can help with that a lot. And even if you haven't breastfed and your nipples are not, your breasts are not your area of arousal or sensitivity, this can help sensitize them. So, but what I do tell women who don't have sensitive breasts who are engaging the breast massage is that you have to kind of sit with it through that period of maybe it's not, you're not feeling much because a lot of time we want to give up on something if, if we're not having an immediate experience with it. If you stick with it and, and you do give yourself a massage at least a couple of times a week, I would say for about two weeks, you'll, you will probably start to feel something start to wake up if you have less. The reason why I understood my breast power is I could be in a grocery store and my baby is at home and I'll hear another baby cry and my breast would tar- start to leak oh, tremendously. Wow. And you have to push them down to get the milk to stop. So that's how I knew the power the connection of my mind and my breasts. Yeah, I, I feel like I've only power. I feel like I've only seen that in the movies, but that actually happens. Oh yeah. yeah. My mom has said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yes. so so e- so each week we do an exercise for our listeners and I think it's pretty obvious which exercise we should be doing for that we had a different one planned but everyone really wants to know about this breast massage and I think for the men listening I think they get the huge benefit of learning how to give this breast massage Kamali would you be willing to is there a way for you to create on air <laughs> how, to, how to do this for our male listeners to be able to do it and for our female listeners yeah. maybe do it for themselves yeah yeah that'll be our exercise we're gonna exercise get a tutorial right now so, yeah. 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 yeah we'll do it ourselves yeah that's what she's talking about bring your tops down topless in the studio She's our favorite breast guest. Breast guest. <laughs> but for the conservative ones, do you have to? Yeah, you don't have to take your tops down. Okay. You, you can you can do this over clothing. 
So this, this however, is half of us are, whatever all these boobs are out and yeah. it's beautiful. Whatever if everybody could just see comfort. what I'm seeing, it's like these beautiful breasts just surrounded I by. Have to take it off the other way. <laughs> no, it's fine. And I don't want you to feel like I want you to be comfortable because it's important that you go with your level of comfort. So no, we're going to do this on yourself. So this, if you're at home, you're either going to be doing this to yourself and I, I, I encourage you to follow along as you're listening. Because if you just listen, it's not going to stick. So, <laughs> All right, everyone be quiet. So, so, okay, we, so we, we all know how to do this. Those of us, well, boobs are out. Okay. So For you, real. If, if, we ha- if we were prepared, we would have oil. This is better done with oil. <laughs> but for now, we're just going to, yeah, no, we don't want to use saliva. But you could if you wanted to. <laughs> Sugar. 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 So we're going to start with placing the palms of our hands over our nipples. So you're going to lay the palms of your hands over your nipples. Just a nice light touch here. And you're going to begin by allowing the breath to come and go through your mouth. And you're going to bring the breath down to meet where your palms are on your nipples. So breathing from the mouth down into the nipples. So you feel the chest rising as you inhale. And then exhale. Let everything soften and sink in. Yeah, just a couple of breaths like this first. Inhale from the mouth down to the nipples. Exhale, relax. Good. And we're going to start using the senses. So we talked about tuning into your senses. You're going to start first by seeing if you can feel like your mind is inside your hands. So see if you can feel like your mind is inside your hands. It helps for your eyes to be closed to do this. And you're going to see if you what you feel with your mind inside your hands. So you might start to feel the texture of your breasts, the softness or the suppleness, the weight, maybe a little bit of the shape of the nipple or somewhere of the mound of the breast, beginning to tune into those sensations that your hand is feeling as it's resting here on your breast. And then we're going to switch. We're going to drop our minds into the insides of your breasts. So it's like dropping your eyes down into the mounds of your breasts like you could see out through your breasts and see what you can feel through the mounds of the breasts. So first you might feel the press of your hands against the breasts. You might feel the weight. You might feel the breath moving through your chest, right? And you can do this for a lot longer on your own. It's actually a really good practice to start distinguishing between the inside and the outside of your breasts. But we're going to move into some movement. So for now, you're going to begin by bringing the fingertips of your hands together down at your navel. So we're all going to bring our fingertips to our navels, the fingertips connecting. And you're going to drag the fingertips up the midline of your chest through the center of your breast, around the tops of the breast, out to the sides. And you're going to start to make circles with the tips of your fingers around the mounds of your breasts, and they're going to get smaller and smaller as you move in towards the nipples. And once you have this touch, you want to do it in a way where you can start to tune into the sensations that are happening. And once you get to the the nipples, you're going to take a moment with the fingertips resting right on the nipples like little antenna. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to feel a little weird. And just take a breath into the tips of your nipples. I call these like your laser beams. This will make your breasts so magnetic. Like, don't be surprised if you go out on the street and people are staring at your chest a little more than usual afterwards. So we're going to do this stroke one more time, bringing the tips of the fingers down to the navel, dragging them up the midline, coming around the tops of the mounds. Nice light touches here. If you have less sensitive breasts, you can apply a little more pressure so that you can feel it more. And you're making these circles that get smaller and smaller 
as you move in towards the nipples, noticing the different sensations as you move along the breast. So the nipples might be more sensitive than the rest of the mounds. When you get to the nipples, taking another pause here to stop with the fingers at the tips of the nipples. Take a breath into the tips of your nipples here. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> And now we're going to do one other stroke. So this stroke is going to, we're going to bring the tips of the fingers up to underneath the chin. So tips of the fingers come together under the chin and they drag down the chin, down the midline of the breast. You're going to circle underneath the breast, around the outside, same kind of circles that get smaller and smaller as you move in towards the nipples. We're working two different types of energy with these strokes. Same thing when you get to the nipples, taking a moment to pause at the nipples, breathe into the nipples, fire up your laser beams. <laughs> and when you're done with that breath, coming back under the chin for one more stroke in this direction, taking your time, imagining your fingertips like that of a lover caressing your body. Do it now for the pleasure, not just for getting it right. Really see if you can take a moment to enjoy it as you circle finding the touch that's right for you until the fingers land on the nipples. Breathe into this point here. And then we're going to finish this little massage by cupping our boobs, one hand under each breast. And we're just going to give them a good shake up and down. <laughs> like your hands are a sports bra here and you're on a trampoline. <laughs> So let your breath and your voice go here. So we're going to take a couple of deep breaths. Exhaling with a ha. Ah. One more time like this. Ah. Ha. Ah. 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 Yay! <laughs> Bring it back to stillness. Take a moment to pause in stillness before we complete. Just feel your breast for a moment. What do you feel? Amazing. I want you to just popcorn, like say out loud what you feel here. I've got tingling in my nipples. I feel a little high. <laughs> I feel free. My nipples hurt. I'm so connected. <laughs> Turned on. I'm giddy. <laughs> Water balloons. <laughs> Tingly. Beautiful. Thank you. So we'll just complete here. Give your breasts a little squeeze. Thank you, breasts. Thank you, breasts. <laughs> and milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Their life is better than yours. Well, well, Kamali, I have to be honest. You are the first guest who's ever come on who has gotten our entire cast topless and stroking our own breasts. So congratulations to you. And thank you. And thank you. Yeah, thank you for playing. Yeah. So you can't get this on YouTube, but where can you find it? So um, I have a woman's program um, called Body Bliss, where this is one of the things, one of the many practices that you receive through the program. It's an eight-week journey, and it's a virtual program. So you can do it online from anywhere. Um, I'll be offering it again at the top of next year. So all my programs are available through my website, which is www.spaceforlove, that's space, F-O-R-love.com. And I also have a newsletter that I send out probably like every two weeks to once a month. And I, I do give videos in that. So occasionally I have videos that have content, information, tips, resources, um, sometimes just articles, that kind of thing. And then you also 
be notified when courses or programs become open for enrollment. Perfect. So that's www.spaceforlove.com. Yes. yes? yes. Perfect. And is there any other social media where people can find you? Sure. Um, on Instagram, I am at We Are Space for Love. Thank you so much for coming on today, Kamali. This has been a really titillating experience for all of us. Um, and thank you, all of you Clitorati out there, for soaking up the sweet juices of Clit Talk. Do you feel ready to experiment with your own tantric practice? Be sure to check out Kamali's website and tell us all about it. You can write us at clittalk at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at Clit Talk Show. We'll choose the most fascinating stories to share on the show anonymously, of course. Also, if you love Clit Talk, please subscribe and give our podcast a review. We love you, Clitorati, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Pussy. 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 I want titty massage, yeah, I do. I want a titty massage, oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs>